0: This is the Sports Nightly Fantasy Football League Podcast. Wow, what a throw, 33 yards. Winston is hotter than a match, his ninth completion here in the first quarter. You know how I feel about stats. Only really, stats are for losers. Final scores for winners. Here goes Chubb, going to go!
1: 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Nick Chubb! He's got a
0: hat trick! Anybody can be beat! an 83-yard touchdown strike by the NFL MVP. You like that? You like that? Now here's your host, Josh Hilkeman.
2: That's right. Welcome in to the Sports Nightly Fantasy Football Podcast as we near the end of the regular season approaching the playoffs of our Fantasy Football League. I am Josh Hilkeman in for Ben McLaughlin and joined by a couple of uh, guys that have been on here have plenty of experience Mick Steiner and Tim Curran. Tim, you actually have been the only other fill-in host for this show or for this podcast. So, you might you might have to guide me through this since you have experience with it, but um yeah, we're going we're going to try to navigate through this without uh, Ben at it's our side. The blind leading the blind right now. So, we'll exactly. just try and feel our way through it. We will do that. Well, we're we're gonna jump in here we're gonna do a lot of the same things that we normally do but we're gonna work in a little bit of a twist later on so i'll i'll leave that a secret for you guys but um we will do that we're gonna start here by um jumping into last week's matchups and i want to start with you mick because you went up against uh jeremiah searles last week and searles we've kind of he's been the guy that we've you know made fun of and he hasn't had a great season coming into last week. He only had one win all year, and yet you go in. You've had a great year, especially point scoring-wise. Record maybe not quite as good, but you went in last week, and you lost to Searles
1: 114 to 102. What happened, Mick? Well, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> the big, the my, my biggest problem was this was the finally the week where I was going to have Josh Allen on bye, he has been carrying my team for the most part. He, he's the rest of my team injury plagued or not has really been up and down, but enough to keep me going. But Josh Allen has been the steady 20, 25 point producer every single week. And I slotted in Alex Smith had a good matchup against Cincinnati and they were only able to put up 20 total points. Luckily, I I got some of those Washington points from Antonio Gibson, but really, the rough thing was that on Monday night, let's see who who did he have on Monday night. B- basically, I I was up by a considerable amount the entire week, and he had oh Cooper Cup go for yeah. twenty five and a half points, and I was toast.
2: Yeah, that's rough, and I mean like it it was a, a decently it was close, but you obviously didn't have the week that you would have wanted. And you know, you'd think that uh, with Searles putting up one fourteen that you'd be able to beat that, but it wasn't your week. So you fall to five and six with that loss. Searles with just his second victory on the season. Mick, you're still in 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 the hunt for the playoffs, but you're gonna need a little bit of a little bit of help. So um, we'll we'll get more into the playoff picture here in a little bit, but we move on to our next matchup, and that was Austin against brett and the orman rowboats came out and put up an impressive performance it was uh wasn't even close uh austin won 135 to 100 so big win for austin he had he had a several good performances um kirk cousins put up 22 for him and he had let's see aaron jones with 17 darren waller tight end for the raiders with 21 so he had a decent performance nobody really underperformed too badly for him and then For Brett, he really didn't have have much of anything. Um, A lot of guys that were bad. His Dolphins defense had negative one points. Hayden Hurst, his tight end, had zero points. So, uh, not a great week for Brett. But um, Austin gets to win. Both of those guys are out of the uh, championship playoff picture. Everybody makes the playoffs, but the top four are the ones that are playing for the actual crown. Both those guys are now four and seven. Next matchup was Ben and Greg. And those guys are both kind of in the playoff picture, though. And this was a low scoring matchup. Um, Ben actually ended up winning 111 to 103. And this is big for me because Greg is the one that is in our division that's right on nipping on my heels for the top of that division. And um, it was uh greg who came away or ben who came away at the win that knocked down greg 111 to 103 was the final score there so kind of a low scoring affair but um ben played aaron Rodgers, who he had just gotten in a trade with tim uh the week before and so that was a, a big performer for him tim tim so far how have you um what have you thought of that trade that you you pulled off live on the podcast a couple weeks ago
0: well, you know, for a second I thought I'd gotten swindled because as soon as I ship off Aaron Rodgers to Ben, he puts up some monster numbers against uh, whomever they played, and uh, Keenan Allen got me, what, like 10 or 12 points, and yeah. Deshaun Watson fell off a cliff. So, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm think, I'm, I I'm think it's a decent trade. You know, at wide receiver, it's a, it's a position that I think I'm set at, but when Julio Jones is liable to pull a hammy um, about every other uh, minute, uh, that kind of puts things into 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 jeopardy. And again, I've fallen out of love with him, and he's not going to start this week. I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel instead. But no, I mean, uh, you know, the, I, I do I do enjoy not having to make that choice of of, yeah. of not having to think. Oh, if I start Watson, I'm making a mistake. Uh, you know, even though Watson is basically there's no between. He's going to go off for 30 like he did uh, <laughs> uh, on Thanksgiving, or he's going to you know uh, go for three. Uh, it, it, there's really no in between with, with Deshaun Watson. He's consistently inconsistent, so I can appreciate that. But no, I, I appreciate that. I don't have that paradox of choice anymore. I just have to go with Deshaun and cross my fingers and, uh, on Thanksgiving, at least he did me well, but, uh, that hasn't always been the case.
1: Yeah. So, uh, one, one yeah. more, one more, uh, thing to mention about the matchup between Greg and Ben is that yeah. it was just as important for Ben and me sitting at five and six right uh in in that division so we were able to catch greg yeah um in in that division so that that win was huge for more than just your team and greg's team
2: right yeah no it was a that was a big that was an important game for sure um and then the second to last one that we get to from last week's matchups was the, a matchup of the two best teams with the best records in the league, Bando and then our fan Lamar. And this one wasn't even close. The Buggies, Bug Eaters of Star City, which is Lamar's team, whipped up on Bando 161 to 117. And I think the guys talked about it on last week's podcast, which is a whole new crew. It was Ben and I think Austin and Brett that were on that. I, I listened to a little bit of that, and they they talked about how good – Lamar's team has been and how how consistent he's been a lot of uh, you know dangerous guys and Justin Herbert is one of the reasons why he put up 27 points for Lamar and then Taysom Hill who is at that point listed as a tight end he put up 24 points now he's not a, a listed as a tight end in fantasy anymore but took advantage of that and then Devonte Adams has been huge he put up uh some good points for him with 23 so Lamar's team is definitely one to be reckoned with. He can go off on any uh, any given week, and he put up 161 points last week. You have to be impressed, you guys, with what what our fan has done so far this, this year.
1: Absolutely. He, he was a part of one trade, uh, which I thought was a very shrewd move to get Michael Thomas, who wasn't performing really well. And I think he traded away—I I think the key component that he traded away was Tom Brady— and he's been just fine with. I mean, he's got Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. He's just <laughs> fine at quarterback, right? Yeah, no doubt about
2: it. Um, and then that brings, and that, so quickly there that I mentioned the two the teams with the two best records with the win. Lamar improved to eight and three. Bando drops to eight and three. So those are your two best teams as far as record in the league. And then two other really solid teams, if I do say so myself, my team, the Saucy Nugs, and then Sir Yacht's Inside Source. Um, and, and these have been, Tim, you and I, th- we've both been kind of projected as, as solid teams from the beginning. Bando came out of nowhere. Lamar came out of nowhere. You and I have both been kind of toward the top, and then we match up, and it was a slugfest. I- I'll give you that. You you put up a, a good fight, and I had to get every point I could uh, to feel comfortable here. I ended up winning 168 to 143, but um, Tim, how do you feel about about that
0: matchup as it went on this last um, week? You know, just for the record, I, I have not yet conceded. Uh, oh, so okay. So we'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll let the process play out. Uh, no, I, I. you know, you had some haymakers. Uh, you know, and I, I had uh, two guys that went off for 30, I think. It was uh, – I can't remember who, but I just had a, a couple players uh, – Surprise, surprise! Julio Jones and I think Zeke maybe. Uh, it was Deshaun
2: were... Watson. Deshaun Watson actually, for you had thirty-one, right. and then Robert Woods had thirty. So yeah. and
1: Keenan Allen had thirty-four.
0: So you actually yes. had three players over yeah. thirty. <laughs> and I got clobbered because I had some players that were just. And that's the that's been the story of my team is, you know, every week there's at least one guy who just has a monster game. They outscore every projection. Possible, and then a guy like Zeke Elliott will fumble fourteen times and give me you know two points. So uh, I, I just the problem is I can't get everyone in a rhythm at the same time. Either one guy goes off and you know two others completely fall flat on their face, or you know I have uh, you know the other way around. So. Uh my 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 thing is just getting consistency and but it looks like already this week, my matchup, not to get ahead of ourselves, right. the exact same thing happened where Deshaun gets me thirty three and Zeke gets me three. So right. <laughs> I don't I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, it's tough to sit you can't look at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and sit him because not only is he projected to score of, you know, 15, 16 points every week, but if you sit him and, and play a lesser back and, you know, th- the, one of them goes off, it you'll just be pulling your hair out if sure. I had any left the entire week. So, <laughs> um you know, it, it's been rough. It, it's just gonna be a matter of, you know, st- sticking to my guns and crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. That's yeah. fantasy
1: football, baby. It
2: yeah. is. That's exactly what it is. Here's one more thought on our matchup, Tim. I I think that really the biggest thing that it came down to was one position, and that was defense. I picked up the Browns' defense going into that matchup last week and they posted 20 points. They had an unbelievable output. Where, and then you had the Patriots defense who had negative one. So that's a 21-point swing just in that one position there, and I ended up winning by 25. So that was, I think, a, a, a huge key because, like uh, Mick said, you had three different guys go off for 30. I only had one guy who had over 30 points. Now I had some other guys who had well over 20, but it, it was by no means my best all-around effort on offense but i got a a big uh swing of momentum from the browns defense and i'm i'm giving them another shot this week so
1: something i've noticed from tim's team that uh last week too is i can't stand when my quarterback is going against my starting defense because <laughs> yes, every every, that's every the touchdown worst. is worth that's less. the worst
2: yes it's the worst that sucks all right, uh, let's look at the standings right now. Uh we start in the West Division. Bando and Lamar, like I said, they're both eight and three. So they look like they're pretty comfortably in playoff position. Tim, you're at six and five over there. And then Austin and Brett both at four and seven in the East Division. It's me, the saucy nugs are at the top, seven and four. And then Greg is just one game back at six and five mick you and ben are both five and six and then searles of course bringing up the rear he's at two and nine so looking at the 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 playoff projection we have a projected playoff bracket and right now the one seed would be bando if the season or if the playoff started today bando would be the one seed going up against uh greg in the four slot and then it would be myself and the two seed against the three seed lamar so that would be your your uh, four-man playoff um, bracket. And then in the consolation, it would be Tim as the five seed, just missing out. Mick, you'd be the six seed, also just missing out on the playoffs. Uh, And then the seven and eight seed would be Ben against Austin, and then bringing up the rear, Brett and Searle. So that's kind of a look at the playoff picture. Guys, you, um, like I said, are both just on the outside looking in at the playoffs right now. Do you have much confidence that you can can change things around here as we head into the last week or two of the
0: regular season? Not as Zeke gets me three points every week. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. At this point, I, I haven't really. There aren't really any moves I can make uh, transactionally. I think to really improve my team, not really from waivers, and I, I think we're probably past a trade deadline at this point. I'm not really sure. So. I kind of got what I've got right now and it's just basically hope for the best. You know, it's a, it's a game of chance right now. You roll the dice out, hope you don't get a snake eyes. You can tell I'm a big gambler, uh, um, whatever, whatever gamblers do. Um, yeah. So just, it's, it's all about hoping for the best right now, you know, um, with, with Lamar, his team is, is solid, but um, I, I'm just going to have to hope for another monster effort out of a guy like Keenan Allen Um maybe get some more points out of my tight end spot, um, see if Bobby Trees is liable to get you know, 20, 30 points again. So you know, right now it's just going to be hoping to let a lot of guys punch above their weight, so to speak, and mm-hmm. that's all I got. Nick? All right, so I am
1: confident that I can make a run here. I'm gunning for Greg's number four spot there. Yeah. He's sitting at six and five. I'm at five and six, and I'm sure we'll get into this week's matchups, but I play Greg this week, and yes. so – I could tie up our record, and as it stands right now, I've got about 150 points for lead in the tiebreaker category. So I've also got a significant lead on Ben as well. So if I end up forcing a tie between either me or Greg or me and Ben for that last playoff spot, I feel confident that I can sneak in. Now, I really do have kind of a final boss of sorts sitting Uh, waiting for me next week which is you Josh the saucy nugs who could (laughs) determine my playoff fate Um, but I I, I like the way that things are, are trending for me now right now I've got a lot of guys on the bench with injuries but if those guys get healthy I feel really confident that I can make a run yeah
2: well, we'll get into our matchups here in just a little bit th- for this week. But first, I want to do something a little bit different. And um, m- and we can kind of do th- something similar to this in later podcasts as the regular season or as even the playoffs kind of wrap up. But I wanted to go over, the for the, just the three of us, our team MVP and LVPs so far this season. And so for this, you know, MVP, pretty obvious. Who's the guy on your team that... Has performed the best, has been, you know, given you the most value based on where you picked him, et cetera, et cetera. And then LVP has to be a guy that you picked and is still on your team, but has underperformed, somebody that you've been frustrated with, that has been injured, that just has underperformed, but he's still on your team from when you drafted him. So this, this is, it, that one takes a little bit more to think about. So if you guys can, I'll give you guys uh, some time to think about this as I go through mine first, but we'll just do the three of us. We don't have to look at anybody else's teams. Um, my, my MVP for me is pretty easy and that's Kyler Murray, just because he's, he's been one of my best players as far as output every single week. And not only that, I picked him in the fifth round. So like some of my best players, like you could make an argument, Dalvin Cook has put up great points. Travis Kelsey has put up a ton of points each week, but those were my first and second picks. Whereas, um, Kyler Murray, he was my number, uh, my fifth pick or fifth-round pick, and so he's, he's definitely been a guy that has— I wouldn't be where I am on my team without him at quarterback. So he's my MVP uh, for my team, and then my LVP is uh, Julian Edelman. So I picked him in round nine, and he's still on my team. He's dealt with some injuries, but even before his injuries, he was not performing very well at all. And I remember when—you can go back and listen to our very first episode when we did the draft— and Tim, you were you were ticked off when I picked him because you were about to take Edelman <laughs> and I picked him right ahead of you. And I was I was ecstatic. I thought I had gotten a steal in round nine. I thought he was going to be a guy yep. that was just going to get me a lot of points, but nope, he has just been awful. He's still sitting on my bench, but hasn't played probably in seven or eight weeks and is just I, I've held on to him just in case he does get healthy and turns things around and maybe he'll be a guy that I could use in the playoffs, but so far he has been a disappointment and he is
0: my LVP. Which one of you guys wants to go, go next with yours. I'll take a stab at it. Well, I know who my LVP is, uh, for yeah. certain. And that's, that's Ertz, um, who inexplicably, I still have in my injured reserve. He's just chilling there. <laughs> um, I, I didn't even bother to look whether or not he'd be back this season, but, um, you know, he uh was just average to mediocre the first few weeks of the season, but since week six hasn't played a snap due to an injury. So uh certainly him um has been my, my least valuable player. Um and yeah, that that that's that that's that's a pretty easy crown for him. I again I don't even know why I still have my, my roster. As far as most valuable player goes, I've got Slim Pickens. The only guys left uh from on my team that I think I drafted uh, it would be Zeke, Deshaun Watson, uh, Robert Woods, and uh, well, Julio and Todd Gurley. So um, certainly not Todd and Julio because although they've had some weeks where they've uh, performed excellently, they've also really underperformed. Um, and so, frankly, the best player, my MVP, would have to be Deshaun Watson, uh, which is odd to say because he's had a couple weeks where he only put up 14 points. But for the most part, you, you go through his performances – 20 points, 14, 17, 20, 24, 32, 24, 24, 14, 31, 33. So um, that's pretty consistent uh, week in, week out. And I haven't always started him because I had Rodgers. But, um, yeah, oddly enough, I guess my MVP is Deshaun Watson.
1: How about that? All right, Mick? All right, my MVP – is very easy for me to pick, um, including a Thanksgiving performance of three touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Gibson at running back. um, I picked him in the eighth round. He was announced the Washington starter. I think it was just a couple days before we drafted. And so I may have been taking a little bit of a risk getting him in the eighth round, but I've had real injury and COVID poor luck this year, I've had Christian McCaffrey on the bench for a lot of the year. Joe, Joe Mixon mm-hmm. is on the IR right now. My bench only has two, p- two people that qualify to be moved into my, into my starting lineup. And one of them's a tight end. And so I loaded up on running back. And I think that if Antonio Gibson wasn't as successful as he has been this year, my team would really be in the dumpster. He's the number hmm. four overall running back. And I got him in the eighth round. It, that That's yeah. an easy pick for me. Yeah. Um, my least valuable, if we're talking about somebody that we drafted and yeah. expected a lot out of, uh, I would have to go with DJ Chark and it's just because he's been banged up. I was counting on the combo of him and Deandre Hopkins to really carry my team. And he's been inconsistent when he's been in, he's gone off quite a few times, but, um, he's been out. But if we're talking about somebody that I haven't drafted, it's easily, I cannot pick a defense to save my life this year. Um, <laughs> so the I entire always, defensive position. <laughs> I always just pick a defense that's going against a garbage offense, like these uh, yeah. NFC East teams or the Jets, and just seems to be those terrible teams go off the week that I Pick their the defense going against them. So
2: well, it looks like you had your the team that you drafted was the Patriots in the fifteenth round. So you you started with them. Mick has them, or not Mick? Tim has them now. And Mick, you've uh yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I can't even remember who I drafted with for my initial defense, but I've gone with probably six or seven different ones throughout the season. And now the Browns, I'm hanging on to because they put up 20 points last week, and I'm I'm gonna ride them until they. They prove me otherwise. All right we'll we'll jump into this week's matchups now and kind of as we go we'll look at some of the Thursday results which of course was Thanksgiving and we had two games uh, there were s- scheduled to be three and we'll talk about that also in a little bit with the Ravens and Steelers move to Tuesday but let's look at the matchups so far and kind of what's happened and we're gonna start with Mick, you mentioned your key matchup with Greg this week and you've gotten off to a solid start um you're up 53 to 27 right now on greg you had a number of guys or two different guys i'm sorry go for you on thanksgiving day and antonio gibson was huge putting up 36 and a half points on thanksgiving for the washington football team against dallas and then your washington defense as you mentioned you've been kind of picking up different ones and washington gets you 17 points Meanwhile, Greg had three different guys go, and none of them were that great. So he had Marvin Jones Jr. put up uh, 10.8 points, TJ Hawkinson with 14, and Matt Prater with five at the kicker position. So right now, Mick, you're projected to win 154 to 121. Big lead. Are you comfortable with where you're at right
1: now? Oh, I'm never comfortable in fantasy football. Uh, I've squandered quite a few big leads this year, but it does feel good to be uh 20 points ahead and actually have more players left to play um especially getting the defense out of the way with a high total some sometimes that defense can really drag you down yeah
2: all right and moving on now uh to Tim Tim you're going up against Lamar who as i mentioned one of the top records in the league at 8 and 3 and you have a lead right now 36 to nothing because you had a couple of guys go for you on thanksgiving but uh lamar hasn't had anybody go tim you had deshaun watson with 33 points great effort uh, for the houston quarterback and you know that's that's a solid thing for you but then of course you had ezekiel elliott he referenced earlier only get you three points in the loss against washington so you kind of had a a big performance and then a terrible performance evened out a little bit maybe Um, But you're only projected now at 118, whereas Lamar, without anybody having gone yet, projected at 130. You're going to have to have some of your guys make up some ground here as you go into the matchups today.
0: Yeah, um, you know, besides the fact that the game is clearly rigged against me, um, you know, (laughs) I need a little bit more out of of Zeke to be competitive. And, you know, I'm I'm set to lose by what, 12? Yeah, as you said, projected to lose by 12. That's probably about right. Um, I'm also forced to play Henderson this week uh, instead of Todd Gurley, who's out. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, in Julio, I'm putting him on the bench because he's probably going to pull his hamstring again. So um, my, my wide receiver situation is okay, but um, I'm, I'm probably going to lose points out of my defense. Maybe maybe I can make a last-second switch, but I'd, it's never a good sign when you're looking at your defense to try and get you some extra points. So, um, unless Henderson has a monster 30 point effort or something like that, uh, I don't anticipate I'll be able to beat, uh, Mr. Lamar, but, uh, yeah. uh I'm holding out hope, holding out for yes. a hero.
2: That's all you can do. Um, speaking of heroes, the next matchup, Brett and Bando and Brett is actually up big right now. He had Will Fuller go for 35 points again, Houston with that big win. Uh, against Dallas or against uh, who did they play on Thanksgiving? Um, I'm blinking. Washington. What? Wa- no, they played Detroit. It was Detroit. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh. Yep. Because that was yeah. Dallas played Washington. That's why I was blanking on that. But yeah, the it was uh, Houston who had that big win over Detroit on Thanksgiving, and Will Fuller had a big day, 35 points for Brett, and so he's up 35 to nothing on Bando, projected to win now 146 to 125. Um, so it kind of just goes to show you how one big performance can, can make a difference. Obviously Bando not out of it yet because he hasn't had anybody play yet, but, um, right now, Brett, that would be a big upset and that could, uh, mess around with some of the seeding as we head toward the playoffs. A couple more matchups, you have Searles and Austin, that one doesn't really matter, but right now, um, Searles is up 13 and a half to nothing. He had Brandon cooks go for 13 and a half on Thanksgiving. And then the last matchup to look at is me against Ben and Kittles and Blitz is up 29.6 to 4.7. Ben had uh scary Terry McLaurin go for 16 points. And let's see, who did he, he had? Logan else. Thomas. Yeah. Logan Thomas. Thank you. He went for 13 points. I had JD McKissick in my lineup. I've had some injuries that I'm having to deal with. And so he was in my lineup. I was hoping he'd get me, you know, 10 to 15 points. He only got me 4.7 so I'm kind of having to overcome that right now. I'm projected to win 119 to 109, which obviously I would take, but I'm hoping that I can move or move around my lineup. I haven't even looked at my lineup yet. Uh, I think there's a couple of moves that I might make um, here in a little bit, but uh, right now it's Ben has the lead, but I'm projected to beat him. So one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about guys is um, we haven't seen this for uh, several weeks now. The Ravens and Steelers have been moved to Tuesday night due to a COVID outbreak with the Ravens. They were scheduled to play on Thanksgiving, but moved back almost a whole week, moved back five days uh, to try to get that under control. So if that game is played, do you guys have anybody playing in that game that would possibly because this one, uh, according to the fantasy rules by ESPN, which is what we're playing with, that game will count for the week that we are currently in. Do you guys have anybody playing in that in that game?
1: So as it stands right now, uh, that game is in real danger because there's actually a small COVID outbreak in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. Um, so news coming out that actually a player of mine, James Connor, is one of the players Ooh. that has tested positive for COVID. So I've usually been sliding him in the flex, just not even worrying about it uh, every, almost every single week. Um, so he will for sure be out whether the game is played or not this week. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to find someone to go in there. I'm, I, I've got Sterling Shepard in there right now. He's more of kind of a volume receiver, gets his points off of his catches um, rather than touchdowns. But um, I'm going to be doing without James Conner this week.
0: Well, that's on you, Mick. You know, you got to have more control of your your players as an owner. I mean, this COVID outbreak <laughs> is on you. I mean, that's wow. Um, yeah. As far as my team goes, I don't think what Pittsburgh and uh, Ravens, right? I don't have yeah. anyone.
2: I don't have anybody in that either. So I'm hoping, and I don't. I can't remember if I'm going. Besides up. I'd ba- have to look. besides
0: Roethlisberger, but
2: uh, I'm not playing him. So right, he's not in your lineup. Um, and yeah, I. It doesn't look like. Big ben players from that one either. would be
1: Lamar Jackson, um, right. who, who's on our fan Lamar Dinkins' team. But I,
2: he he's he has just Justin fine. Herbert. He's
1: got Justin Herbert, yeah, who's on what, fire.
2: He could yeah, he could play either of those guys and be just fine. Well, and then so that brings us to start sit guys, and I I'll, I'll start with this because I have a decision to make. Like I said, I Adam Thielen has been uh, kind of in that he's now been ruled out, but for the whole week, it was kind of like they were wondering if he was going to play or not because he tested positive and then had a, a a negative test. But then apparently now he has uh, been ruled out for the Vikings. And so I'm I'm going to have to put somebody else in for him. And so I'm trying to decide if I go to Travis Fulgham, who's been kind of up and down. A couple weeks ago, uh, Ben brought up the point that uh, the Eagles are kind of getting more healthy at that wide receiver position, so he's not going to get maybe as many targets. So I could go with him. I could go with Nelson Aguilar. I just picked him up. He's projected for about 11 points. Jerry Judy's a guy that I've gone with a couple of different times uh, in a kind of a spot uh, spot start situation, and he's projected at about 12 points. I'm not really sure who to go with here uh, among those three guys. They don't really – none of them really stand out to me, but I'm, I'm going to have to put somebody in and, and hope that – and hope that they go off. But any, any advice for me since neither of you are going up against me
1: just, um, just as a philosophy is when I'm in a situation like that, where I don't feel super confident and one doesn't necessarily stand out to me is that all three of those guys probably have the chance to bust. So I would Mm -hmm. always go for the one that has the highest ceiling. And to me, that's kind of been Jerry Judy this year. Uh, Fulgham, I I agree is 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 starting to fade in the uh, passing attack for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, my and advice
0: would be folded up now, Josh, because it's over. Right, just don't
1: don't even play anybody. <laughs> is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, just concede. Well, he,
2: here's the problem is that Judy is listed as questionable. I haven't gotten the latest on him if he's going to play today, but he didn't practice on Thursday. He's been limited all week with an ankle injury, and so I I he probably would be the guy that I would go with. But he makes me nervous, so I'm gonna wait to make sure if he if he's a go. I think he's who I'm gonna go with. Otherwise, I'll go with Aguilera or Fulgham. I just hope that whoever I put in gets me some points. But yeah, that's do you, Do you guys have anything that you're looking at with start sit?
0: No, I I, well, I have um I kind of forced my hand there with uh, playing Henderson instead of Gurley who's out. But my the only really question mark I have is. Do I go with Jones or Curtis Samuel? Um, but Jones has been banged up, and like you were talking about uh, with one of your players, Josh, he's been limited in practice. And so I'm not, uh, I'm not going to, you know, turn the tweet notifications on for Adam Shepard right. to figure out whether or not I need to sit him or start him. I, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, put him on the bench. And besides, when when Julio's banged up, you know, yeah, he's liable to to go for for 20 points, but you know, you can't rule out him. You know, playing the first quarter, catching one pass, and then limping off the sideline. So, um, you know, it's too much of a risk. And Curtis Samuel's a stud. I, I can't. Even, I think I picked him up for waivers a few weeks back. He's the guy that, you know, regularly scores fifteen plus. And um, I'd never even drafted him, and I don't remember why he was available in the first place. But uh, I'm glad to have him on the team. And even if I didn't have him available, I would have played a guy like Beasley, who also has been excellent this year. So at wide receiver, I think I'm fine. So I'm not going to cry about Julio uh, being questionable this week.
1: Nick, I already mentioned that, uh, I have to slot somebody in for James Connor, but I think I'm pretty set on Sterling Shepard there, but at tight end position, I did pick up Dallas Goddard this week, um, who seems to have finally met his projections or, or what uh, people were expecting out of him with Ertz out. Um, I could either ride his hot hand from last week or, keep going with Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's who I've had all year, and truly he's just been solid. He, he really hasn't busted too hard any week. In the last two weeks, he's gotten me 13 and 14 points respectively. So I've got a bit of a decision to make there. I think I'm going to go with Hunter Henry and give Goddard another week to prove to me what he's got, um, but that's the main decision that I have to make this week. Very good. All right, that brings us
2: to almost the end we're going to make our projection our predictions here and before we do that we'll look back at last week i had to go back and listen to uh to that podcast to figure out who the guys picked and how they did brett went with patrick mahomes austin picked alvin kamara and ben selected justin herbert who actually ended up fifth in scoring but those guys none of them uh, were the top scorer. so we are now 0 for 33 on picks keenan allen who is now on your team, Tim. He has he had 34.5. He was the actual leading scorer, which is actually a somewhat low number for a leading scorer on the week, but uh, he was the top scorer. Again, we're Over 33, so let's make our selections now. And, Tim, let's start with you.
0: Well, what if I told you the top scorer already played,
2: and his uh, name you can is do that. Deshaun okay, so, Watson. Well, no, actually Antonio Gibson is the top scorer Daniel so boy. far thirty thirty six and a half points so you could select him if you want um, that I think that Austin did that a couple of weeks ago it didn't end up being correct but if you want you can do that
0: all right well now that I've learned the shocking news it actually wasn't uh, Deshaun Watson I will side with Antonio Gibson as the <laughs> <I> mean, <weeks laughs> yeah. before.
2: technically you could go with uh, Deshaun Watson but that would be <laughs> just hope for an, a, an
0: adjustment uh, that puts yeah. away <laughs> That's 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 good
1: okay uh, Mick um, I want to, I want to go with Antonio Gibson too, because that's my guy. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I, wow, but, but, but wow. I, I, I won't, I won't no, thought, be, be, because I, <laughs> because picking I, because I, I actually the
2: leading think so far is not against the rules, but picking the same guy as somebody else is against the rules. We'll make that one up.
1: Okay. I, I, I am going to go for, um, Devontae Adams. I, I feel like okay. Rogers just has his eye on him anytime they get anywhere close to the end zone and he piles up points in a hurry all
2: right very good yeah that's a that's a good pick i i struggle with this every single time i have to do it i always think you know i'm gonna pick somebody who's not projected as the top scorer but somebody who has the ability to go off and i don't think i've ever even come that close um i'm gonna go with a quarterback i like picking quarterbacks um i'll go with why You know what? Ben picked him last week. I'm going to go with him again this week. I'll go with Justin Herbert. I think he goes off against Buffalo, whose defense isn't very
1: good. I so. project that he won't even be the highest-scoring quarterback in that game. I think that Justin uh, Josh Allen will not play him.
2: There you go. I You know what? That would not be shocking at all, but we'll see what happens. All right, guys, any uh, last thoughts before we uh, close up shop here?
0: Um. You know, I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, I hope I crush Lamar. Um, I don't think I'm well on my way, but uh, we'll see. And the best of luck to you two gentlemen, unless one of you are playing me in that case. uh, I wish you the worst of luck, and I would like to crush you like a Dixie cup. But uh, that being said, uh, onwards and upwards for Sir Yacht's inside source.
1: (laughs) For me, my final thought uh, has to do with COVID kind of popping up again this week is we've truly avoided any major issues so far this season. Uh, Things have been given enough time to make adjustments and work around and things like that. But I really hope that we can avoid any sort of major issues, especially when we're in our fantasy playoffs, because that thing that makes things less fun.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say we've we've avoided major disasters so far. So yeah, I agree. Let's Let's get this thing to the end and hope that we don't have that playing too big of a factor as we head into the playoffs. Thanks guys for uh, being on the podcast with, with us uh, this week. I'm sure that Ben will be back next week and um, hopefully we did a, a good enough job that he is our, you know, our leader is is happy with us and, and we'll be pleased with how we did this week as he comes back and then, is uh, takes back over the reins next week. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening this week and good luck with all of your games and we'll talk to you again next week.